Welcome. This is Rabbi Francis Nataf. You're listening to the Parsha, etc. We're going to start with this week's Parsha, and we're going to talk a little bit about collective punishment. Now, if you see this week's Dvar Torah in the Jewish press, or you subscribe to it, you'll see that there's an interesting twist to the story of Nadav and Avihu, a story which we're all familiar with. I'm not going to go through the story now. But one thing that's quite unusual, which I pick up on in the, in the Devar Torah, is that when God warns Aaron and his sons not to mourn for their son, in the case of Aaron, and their brother for the sake of Aaron's two sons, uh, they're threatened with the punishment of death if they do not heed God's command. And then comes the strange twist that God, presumably, and there are several ways to read this verse, but the simplest reading is that God will be angry at the entire congregation. God will be angry with the entire Jewish people if Aaron and his sons don't follow through with God's commandment. Now that sets up, obviously, a bit of a problem in terms of collective punishment. I'm not going to go through what I say over there except to merely mention that the problem that people have with collective punishment is based on what to many people is a very straightforward notion that if I do something wrong, you shouldn't be punished. Now, of course, that makes perfect sense, assuming we're two different people. It makes less sense if we're one and the same person. We say, what do you mean? one the same person. I'm not you, you're not me, so what, what are you talking about? So, in fact, in the Jewish mystical tradition, and not just in Kabbalah, but in other mystical traditions as well, when we speak about achdut, when we speak about God's unity, um, we speak about that in a very uh, extreme fashion for some people, meaning that the unity of, of the universe is absolute, meaning that you are me and I am you. And if so, if one of us does something wrong, we're all responsible in the sense that um, if one hand, um, it's a famous allegory, if one hand does the injury, um, the other hand is also responsible because they all belong to the same body. And that's how the Jewish people certainly is understood by uh, Jewish mystics. So again, if you're interested in that, I suggest you look at the Dvar Torah. I suggest you look at the Dvar Torah. Anyways, you'll get something out of it and uh, for be prepared for this week's Parsha. But I want to take that idea of the collectivity of Jewish society, of, of mankind as a whole, really, and focus on something else going on in the last couple of weeks. It's been on my mind, it's been on many people's minds, especially those of us who live in Israel, and that is the, uh, the recent elections, the re recent elections for the Knesset, for the, the Israeli parliament, which have had some interesting results. So any of you following uh, Israeli politics know that this is the fourth election in a very short time, in a little over a year. Um, and people are sort of frustrated because the results tend to be pretty much the same each time, a little bit movement towards this side, a little movement toward that side, 
we'll speak about some of the differences this time. But essentially, the uh, impasse remains where there is a division between the forces uh, to continue the current government, essentially, or, or to change a government. And, and uh, it doesn't uh, exactly come out as right and left, but on some level we can say the current government is more to the right, and those that want to replace them are a bit more to the left. But the difference is not that great. Um, in any event, in spite of the differences between right, left, and center, not being so great, and the fact that in under normal, normal circumstances, um, we could probably have uh, 60 to 70 percent of the people involved, the various parties getting together um, to form a coalition government. Uh, we've been stuck by a variety of factors. Now, one of the factors is something that um, I don't have much to say about, and that's the fact that certain political actors complicate the story um, in the sense that one of the issues, uh, a primary issue, is that people do not trust two of the main candidates for prime minister. In fact, the two leading candidates for prime minister, the current prime minister, uh, Bibi Netanyahu, is uh, widely disliked by other politicians because of his uh, clever maneuvers that have come at, at other politicians' costs, uh, 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 that have cost other politicians opportunities, and so on and so forth. And uh, so there's frustration on their part, there's frustration with other people who feel that they've been hurt by um, his style of, of doing things. Um, and, and, and the list goes on. But the other problem in terms of personalities is the main candidate to replace him is someone that's equally disliked by many in Israeli society as well as in the political echelons, so that this creates a, an additional complication which um, is hard to do much about. But there's something else that's going on that's been going on since the beginning of the elections, meaning the first of the series of four elections, and that is the notion of various parties saying that we will not, under any terms, agree to be in a government with X party, be they uh, Haredi parties, meaning ultra-Orthodox parties, be they right-wing parties, be they left-wing parties, or be they Arab parties, Many parties simply uh, are shutting the door and have shut the door in such a way that, um, that make it very difficult to form coalitions. Now, um, again, the reality is that ultimately um, a government needs to be formed based on the popular will is expressed in the ballot box. And presumably that means that the various parties that have had enough support need to find a way to get themselves in agreement with other parties with which they may have less in common than they would like. And I think that what we're seeing 
with the fourth election and the, the continuing impasse, many people are speaking about a fifth election, um, this political situation here reminds me of a film that uh, became famous in the 90s, but apparently um, has uh, have some sort of historical repu reputation, uh, a film that actually worked itself into the American lexicon. I'm not sure to what extent it's still used, but I think so, because there's uh, apparently a musical of the same name in 2016, and the video game sequel, um, and the film I'm speaking about is Groundhog Day, and it was put out in 1993, starring Bill Murray, and uh, the idea of the script, the idea of the uh, story behind Groundhog Day is really a fascinating story, fascinating idea, essentially the, the character, uh, a news reporter, who reluctantly goes to cover the uh, the coming out of the groundhog in a small town in Pennsylvania, uh, a town I can't even pronounce. I think it's uh, Punxsutawney. Um, I'm sure you all know how to pronounce that better. In any case, it's got a lot of a lot of letters in there um, that don't usually go together. And um, this uh, Bill Murray, the the per the person that Bill Murray. Uh, 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 represents in the, in the movies as a reporter, as I said, who goes out to report whether the groundhog is going to come out on February second, and of course, um, that you know that the groundhog coming out um, at a certain time of the year is traditionally understood to be a sign of uh, of the spring, the coming spring. In any case. Um, that's just the pretext for the story. The, the story is that uh, this fellow, this reporter, is a rather a nasty piece of business, and um, he is condemned to reliving February 2nd over and over and over again until he gets it right, until he becomes a good person, until he lives a proper life. Um, over and over and over again, and uh, I understand that it's a well-done film for those of you who are uh, film watchers. Um, but in any case, what this reminds me of is the Israeli elections, that here we have a situation that we're condemned to go and do it over and over and over again until we get it right. And what is getting it right in this case? So, obviously people will have different opinions, but it seems to me that getting it right is understanding the unity of our society, that we are all in this together. It's, it's interesting that the, the one voice who spoke this out the loudest um, this time around, and perhaps uh, in, in all of the... Uh, rounds that we, we've had before is actually an Israeli Arab um, uh, uh, by the name of Mansour Abbas, the, the leader of a party called Ra'am, which has really made history in this particular election by breaking off from the uh, United Arab uh, Coalition. They themselves have several parties which, uh, which have gotten together to run together. Um, and with 
also a sort of uh, Groundhog Day type of politics. Uh, keep on doing it wrong um, since the creation of the state, simply not understanding the way to play the game and the way to become a part of a positive part of society. So all of a sudden, this fellow and his party uh, decided over the course of last year that maybe it's time for a change. Maybe it's time to take part in Israeli society, to join with uh, other parties, with Jewish parties, um, in a coalition expressed willingness to join even with uh, Likud, which is considered more right-wing, nationalist party, um, and moderate right-wing. But be that as it may, um, the speech that this fellow made last week was one of the need for unity in Israeli society, that we're all in this together. Um, and it would be a shame that it's only a question, it's, it, it has to come to collective punishment for us to realize that we're all in this together. But uh, in fact, I think the story of the elections here is that it's going to keep going over and over and over again until we realize that we have to include as many people as possible in the government and not to exclude anyone who we disagree with. And in that way, we can create a government that represents the people, even though it is true that uh, many people will have to curb a lot of the things that they want to change. I saw a, uh, an idea of a one-year government that would include right and left, uh, religious and secular, uh, Jew and Arab, which essentially speaks about maintaining the status quo on all sorts of fronts while trying to take care of business. Well, maybe that's what we need to do. We need to take care of business as many things that are not a question of right and left, and perhaps, or religious and secular, and perhaps we have to concentrate on those things and try to just maintain those things that divide us as they are right now, temporarily, to agree to disagree. So it seems to me that this week's parsha is not the only time in Judaism that we speak about the collectivity, the unity of people, meaning that you and I are really the same person, and that not just you and I, but all of mankind ultimately, certainly uh, the entire Jewish people, and, and in this case all the people that live in Israel, Jew and non-Jew alike, um, have a common identity and we have what to lose if we don't get our act together. And so, if we understand the ultimate unity of the mystical tradition, we may get ahead and be able to end the cycle, the Groundhog Day cycle of Israeli elections. So with that, I'm going to wish you a good week, a happy Yom Hatzma'ut. Israeli Independence Day is coming around next week, and I won't be... Send, uh, sending out another podcast uh, episode until after Yom Ha'atzma'ut. So I'm going to wish us in Israel a happy birthday and a blessing that we uh, transcend our differences and become mystically enlightened to understand the message of the Torah, all of its messages, but in this case, particularly the message of unity that we will get more by working together 
than we will then that we will by working against each other. That's it for this evening, and I want to remind you to tell your friends about the podcast, and please, please, please uh, get back to me with your, as they used to say, cards and letters, um, or emails, as the case may be, or whatever platform you can communicate with me. Please do send me feedback. I'm always very interested in hearing what you have to say.